Maryland quarterback Talia Tonga Viola just got snubbed. You are a locked on turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for all you everydayers for making Locked On Terps part of your day, wherever you may get your podcast from. Talia Tunga Viola just got snubbed for first team All Big Ten and definitely should have won it over this guy that I'm about to talk about. For the second straight year, Talia Tunga Viola barely misses All Big Ten first team. And don't get me wrong, being second team All Big Ten is a huge accomplishment with all of the talent and all the great players and all the players that are going to play on Sundays at the next level that are in the Big Ten and one of the best conferences. And arguably next year, you might be able to make an argument that the Big Ten is better than the SEC next year when all the new teams come in. But right now, I would still put the SEC first. But don't get me wrong, the Big Ten is the second best conference. So being second team All Big Ten is awesome for a guy like Talia Viola. It's awesome for anybody on our team to be recognized for an all Big Ten, whether it's first, second, third team, or honorable mention. It's an awesome accomplishment to be able to do that. But I'm here to tell you that Talia Tunga Viola deserved to be first team all Big Ten this year instead of that guy at Michigan, JJ McCarthy. Maybe I don't hate Michigan as much as some of the Ohio State fans do, but I still don't love Michigan. And I'm here to tell you that. I think that J.J. McCarthy should have been second team all Big Ten. If you really dig into the numbers and really dig into what you kind of the film and everything and what J.J. McCarthy had to do versus what Talia had to do and how much was on the shoulders of Talia Tungviola versus how much was on the shoulders for J.J. McCarthy, I think you could look at this and say Talia definitely should have been first team all Big Ten. I'm not going to lie. There is an argument for both sides. There is definitely an argument for both sides. I doubt that it's unanimous that that all the votes went to J.J. McCarthy in terms of the media and the coaches. I bet Talia Tungvaiola did get some votes. I'm sure that it wasn't everybody choosing J.J. McCarthy. I mean, I could be wrong, but to me, there's an argument for both sides. But I feel a lot stronger about the argument that I have for Talia Tungvaiola to be first team in all Big Ten. And maybe I'm biased. I would have to say I am biased being a Maryland fan, being a podcaster that talks about Maryland football and basketball every single day. I mean, I am biased, but still, I still think I have really good points to tell you why I think Talia Tunga Viola deserved to be first team all Big Ten. Let's start with J.J. McCarthy, though. Great year for him. Don't get me wrong. But if you really go through the tape and look at the stats, which I did a lot of before this podcast, I went in and I digged into it and I said, hmm, it just came out earlier today, but I said, hmm, why is J.J. McCarthy in front of Talia Tunga Viola? Because if, if you look at the stats straight up, it's clear that Talia Tunga Viola had the better statistical season, I would say. But if you look at J.J. McCarthy, this is why I have a problem with him being all Big Ten over Talia. He had absolutely no pressure on him. 
pretty much every single game. You could argue maybe the Ohio State game, there was some pressure on him. But even then, if you look into the stats, which we'll talk about in a second, there wasn't much pressure on J.J. McCarthy to perform and to lead his team overall. They maybe have the best running back duo. I think they do have the best running back duo in the entire country with Corman Edwards. Blake Corum, a lot of people would say, is one of the best Michigan running backs of all time. And I know there have been some really good Michigan running backs. One of the best Michigan offensive players of all time. He came back. He could have been probably a second, third-round pick last year, and he's probably going to be a second or third-round pick this year. But Blake Corum's probably going to be the number one running back taken in this year's NFL draft, maybe number two. But he's going to be somewhere in that top three range in terms of running backs. And the run game is so good that a lot of the pressure is off of J.J. McCarthy. This Michigan team isn't, if you look at their statistics and if you look at the stats in terms of throwing yards, sort of rushing yards, in terms of the team overall, their identity isn't J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy doesn't make or break them. It's not like J.J. McCarthy puts up 300 yards per game or is asked to do like Talia is asked to do a lot of games. There's really not a ton of pressure on J.J. McCarthy. Like I said, the best running back room in the Big Ten and their identity is running the football. That's basically all they do, and they're able to win games like that. They don't even have to throw the ball that many times. And if you look at it, they have the best offensive line in the entire country. One of their guys did go down. One of their better offensive linemen did go down against Ohio State last weekend in the game, which was a pretty awesome game to watch. That was one you just had to sit down and watch, no matter if you are a Michigan, Ohio State fan, or if you're a Maryland fan, or if you're a fan of anybody in the Big Ten or college football or football, whatever. That's just a game you have to sit down and watch. And one of their best offensive linemen got hurt. But when I started to poke around about the Michigan offensive line, I knew it was good. Don't get me wrong. I knew it was probably a top 10 unit in the country, but I looked at where PFF had them and where some other websites had them going into the season and as the season developed, and pretty much every single list had Michigan as the best offensive line in the entire country. In the entire country. They were number one on PFF going into the year in terms of offensive line. So when you have the best offensive line and you have the best running back duo in not only just the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is known for rushing the football and all the great running backs that it produces, whether it's all those guys in the NFL. But when you have the best running back duel and the best offensive line, and don't get me wrong, they have some very solid receiving threats. That kid Loveland in their tight end room, um, and they also have Cornelius Johnson that's really good. Roman Wilson, I just saw, was second team all Big Ten. They have some really good threats outside on the offense. But if you look at their run game and their offensive line especially, there is not a lot of pressure on J.J. McCarthy to make plays. And that's no fault of J.J. McCarthy. It's just the Michigan program is really good. And obviously he's had some pretty big games. But if you look at the stats, it just doesn't compare to what Talia has done. And Talia didn't have a top offensive line at all. Didn't have a top running back room. Often faced a ton of pressure. And Maryland's identity as a team, you basically – they were going to throw the ball. No matter what, it was going to be on Talia's shoulder to beat, to keep them in the game against Michigan, to have a chance to beat an Ohio State or any team you look at. Maryland's identity was throwing the ball. They led the Big Ten in passing attempts per game. It was all on Talia versus where you look at Michigan. They were the third, they were top three in the conference in rushing, and they weren't 
in the top in statistically in passing if you looked at it. So if you really say why do they pick J.J. McCarthy over Talia, I mean, J.J.'s on the better team. He's made less mistakes. That's kind of the argument that you can make for J.J. McCarthy. But if you kind of take the team dynamic out of it and look at how the quarterbacks have played, Talia puts up more yardage, has put up more touchdowns, and it just asks to do so much more for the Maryland team. And that's my biggest reason why I think that Talia should have been first team all Big Ten. The pressure that was on Talia, if Talia doesn't throw for 300 yards some games, Maryland has no chance of winning. J.J. McCarthy rarely ever throws for above 250 yards. Look at the Penn State, for example. Penn State game, Perfect example of what I'm trying to say. If you don't quite understand, if you're not quite following along, if you say this argument sounds flawed, and maybe it is a little bit flawed, but look at the Penn State game, what J.J. McCarthy had to do. He threw the ball eight times, eight times, not 15, not 12. He threw the ball eight times for 60 yards, and they won that game relatively comfortably. Can you imagine Talia throwing the ball for eight times against Penn State and us winning the game comfortably, it would never, ever happen. Maryland would not ever win that type of game. So if you look at that type of game from J.J. McCarthy, where he only had to throw the ball seven times, that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you guys. He doesn't have any pressure on him. Against one of the best teams, the top 10 team in the country in Penn State, he has to throw the ball eight times. Against Ohio State last weekend, the game, which I talked about a little bit, he threw the ball for 150. 148 yards. It's the run game and the defense that win the game for them. And if you look at what Talia has done this entire season, he has 3,377 yards to J.J. McCarthy's 2,483 yards. So Talia nearly outgains J.J. McCarthy almost by 1,000 yards this season. And Talia has 25 touchdowns to J.J. McCarthy's only 19. So if you look at just the stats, you would say Talia had the better year with with less around him, lesser talent around him overall. And then if you look at the head-to-head, which I think is important when you talk about MVPs in the National Football League or you talk about an All-Big Ten and stuff like that, when you look at the head-to-head between J.J. McCarthy and Talia, Talia, I thought, had a very good game, made some humongous throws, whereas J.J. McCarthy didn't have to do much. Completed 12 passes for 141 yards. Michigan's run game basically carried them to a win. Basically, what I'm saying is that there was no pressure on J.J. McCarthy. And still, even though this wasn't the identity of Michigan, they didn't throw for very as many yards as Talia. Talia outgained him by almost 1,000 yards, outgained him by six touchdowns. If you look at the numbers and if you look at the pressure that was on Talia versus what was on J.J. McCarthy and how valuable they were to their team and how they just overall played this year, I think you have to say that Talia got snubbed for first-team All-Big Ten. And I definitely have a problem with it overall, but I still see a conversation where – There is definitely an argument for both sides. But overall, I'm going to defend my guy. I'm going to defend Talia Tungviola. I thought he got snubbed for first team all Big Ten. And don't forget, Talia broke the Big Ten passing yards record. And I'm not saying that should really have an influence on being first team all Big Ten versus like second team. But still, he did break the record. So all the impressive things that Talia did leads me to think, I think he should have been 
first team all Big Ten. Maryland basketball has its biggest game so far on Friday. I'll tell you why this game is huge for the Terps after this ad from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, or you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Maryland basketball has a huge game for the outlook of the rest of the season and faces their biggest test so far this season. In case you guys didn't know, in case you Terp basketball fans didn't know, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we travel over to Indiana to play the Hoosiers and the first Big Ten test of the season for Maryland basketball. So far, how has the season gone? It's kind of been a disappointment. We've gone back on track with three straight wins. With that three-game losing streak, and especially losing to UAB and Davidson, it's been a pretty disappointing year so far to this point. But that's part of why this game is huge for the Terps. Number one, it's the first Big Ten game of the year. There's always something different about in conference games, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's lacrosse, whatever sport it is, there's always a difference between an in conference game or in the NFL when you think about an in division game, when you think about the Chiefs and the Chargers play, or or anybody, or if the Chiefs and the Broncos play. Anything that's in division, in conference is huge or when you think about the Cowboys and the Eagles when you think about those type of games it always means a little bit more when it's in conference and that's exactly what this is especially when it's the first game in conference if you start 1 and 0 in Big 10 play it can be absolutely huge for the Terps especially after the slow start that we have started with like I said losing three straight at a point losing to UAB and Davidson starting 1 and 0 in Big 10 play can make the difference when you start fast like that in a season versus starting 0 and 1 versus starting 1 and 0 it can really define how you go for the rest of the season you can walk away from the first game and say we learned a lot and we have to get a lot better but we added a win to the win category and we got confidence that we're still can be a preseason top three or four team in the big 10 or you can walk away with a loss and it's definitely not the end of the world don't get me wrong but starting the year one and oh in big 10 play is absolutely huge for the terps if they can do that and they definitely have a chance my second reason after it being the first big 10 play is it's an away big 10 game and if you remember last year Maryland was terrible on the road last year. 
Go back and look at the record of what Maryland did on the road versus at home. On the road, they were absolutely terrible. They were bad. Whatever word you want to use, the Terps were pretty non-existent showing up on the road. Maryland was 2-9 and nine last year on the road overall and 1-8 and eight against Big Ten opponents on the road away from the Terps Stadium. So what does that tell me? If you can start not only just starting 1-0 in the Big Ten, but also starting 1-0 on the road in the Big Ten, because we know what we can do at home. We win games at home. Kevin Willard doesn't lose very many games in the building in Xfinity Center. They don't lose very many games at home. But if Maryland can get a road win and start Big Ten play 1-0, that can be huge because, honestly, with the start to the season that we've had, to get into the tournament, there's no way that we can start. Um, we can lose the amount of road games that we did last year. We're not going to be able to get into the tournament with those bad losses that we have taken, even if we probably go undefeated at home. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an expert on the selection committee, but I don't think it's going to be a lot harder to get in. But if Maryland can kind of even that road record out and still win basically most of your games at home because you're probably going to come down to earth at home. You're probably not going to go undefeated at home. So you need to win some of these road games to probably balance it out a little bit. And I think that's why this game is absolutely huge. First Big Ten game, and it's the first away game and to prove that they won't go 1-8 and eight again on the road against Big Ten opponents. It's also... Jordan Geronimo homecoming. Geronimo used to go to Indiana, and he has a chance to continue the hot streak and play as well as he has had in these last couple of games, whereas he's been shooting a super high percentage from the field. Last game had like 15 points. He had a couple of and ones, played amazing, shot 100% from the field last game against Ryder. And Jordan Geronimo has a chance to go back to his place, which I think is pretty huge for him to go back to a place that he used to call home and a place he used to be and put up a really good performance and to kind of quiet those fans down about Jordan Geronimo and show that, yeah, like prove them wrong. Like, yeah, I left here. Maybe you guys didn't think it was a big loss, but yeah, I'm here now and I'm still going to, I'm going to be a challenge to face at Maryland. So I think that's another reason why. And I think Jordan Geronimo can get, a whole nother level of confidence, beating a team that knows him so well, that's going to be able to scout him so well, knows his tendencies, knows what he does well, knows what he does bad. If he can play well against that type of team, that's going to be confidence for Jordan Geronimo moving forward overall. And I think it's also a huge test for the freshmen, Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser. I don't think they have played in quite the magnitude in the stadium that or the arena that Indiana is going to offer and the amount of fans that are going to be there in the student section. You got to remember, Indiana is really a basketball school. That's kind of what they are now. They're not very good at football. They don't get very many wins. If you remember, the Terps blew them out. So if Maryland goes to Indiana and these freshmen play well, then it's a chance that they have to build confidence to show that they're ready for Big Ten play and show that that the scene isn't too big, that the stage isn't too big is what people say, not the scene's not too big. The stage isn't too big for them. So I think that's another reason why the matchup is absolutely huge. Because these freshmen are going to be important for Big Ten play, and we're going to need them to play well later on the season, and it starts right here, right now. And then also, 
it's a chance to silence some of the doubters. Many people are off on Maryland basketball, sell their stock on Maryland basketball. And like I said, we were finished to we were picked to finish top three in the Big Ten. And right now, a lot of people don't believe that we're going to do that. I was reading a quote that says, but Maryland was picked third in the preseason Big Ten poll. And that's looking like a long shot after seven games. Keep in mind, we haven't played a Big Ten game yet. And that's what Hoosiers Nation, their website, had to say about the Terps. So this is a chance to silence the doubters and say, no, we're here. We might have slipped up early on the season, but we're here and we can win these type of games. And don't underestimate us. We're still a top three team in the Big Ten. But overall, this is going to be a huge test for the Terps at Indiana First road Big Ten game. It's going to be huge to start the year 1-0. and We'll see how it goes. This Indiana team is really talented. They got some really good players, but so does Maryland. So I'll be interested to see how the matchup goes. But we'll talk about more about that tomorrow, so make sure you like and subscribe. For that, we'll get into the key matchups. We'll get into the preview of Indiana and all that on tomorrow's episode. Well, let's talk about... How Maryland took another step as a Maryland football program this year. I'll tell you how they did that and just how big of a step it was after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit. Maryland football took another step as a program this year, and maybe the record we're not going to add a win to add a win to Coach Loxley's win total like we've done every single year. But overall, looking at our players and our personnel, and specifically these all Big Ten selections, which is the most that we've ever had on the offensive side of the ball since joining the Big Ten. We had five all Big Ten selections and even more honorable mentions. And I think Coach Loxley's kind of proved himself that he can build a really solid roster here at the University of Maryland in College Park. He did some really good things, I think, overall, recruiting, developing. And I think Maryland program is on the brink of taking another step into maybe a more consistent top 25 team. We didn't get in there this year. We got to the 26th ranked team in the country. We should have been in the top 25. But I think we have built a roster, um, and Coach Lice has proven that he can build a roster that can really be a borderline top 25 team, one of those teams that aren't national championship contenders by any means, but they're consistently top 25 type of teams overall. I think Coach Loxley has kind of showed the ability to do that, especially with all these all Big Ten players on offense. It's pretty big time, including your quarterback, Talia, of course. We talked about him. He should have been first team all Big Ten. Second team all Big Ten is pretty great still for a quarterback because, of course, there's only one of them. So being Second team all Big Ten, the second best quarterback apparently in the Big Ten Conference. You can make an argument for the first best. But for him to be the second best quarterback in the conference is pretty amazing. And then you look at the rest of it, I was really amazed because I looked at it and we had all Big Ten type of players all over the place. 
whether it's in the wide receiver room, whether it's the tight end room, whether it's on the offensive line. And this is just specifically on the offensive side of the ball because I talked about the defensive side of the ball yesterday. But for him to have two wide receivers that were both third-team All-Big Ten and have a tight end that was third-team All-Big Ten and a tackle that was All-Big Ten also, I think it's pretty great to show that Maryland, clearly we know they kind of have really good skilled players. We had an all-Big Ten type of offensive lineman. It just shows that I think there's a new vibe and a new roster, and I do think this is Coach Loxley's best roster yet. And maybe we didn't get to nine wins or ten wins that I thought we had a possibility of doing. Maybe we slipped one to Illinois or to Northwestern, games that we should have won. But overall, I think when you look at the talent, and I think it's going to show up in the NFL draft, I think that you're going to look at this team and be like, wow, Coach Loxley did a really good job of building this roster, and I think he, he took another step. Now, next year without Talia and a lot of these guys gone, it's going to be huge. We'll see how well Coach Loxley is recruited overall. But overall, I think this is a really solid job by Coach Loxley. Now, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. I'm a little bit under the weather again, which I feel like happens a lot when I'm recording. But still, thank you for getting through this episode. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.